forever. Dog. I mean, I guess we should just when when do we first become Beyonce fans or or even aware of Beyonce? Oh gosh. Mm. Oh. I mean, it was De- it was Destiny's Child, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but there For was sure. a shift. There was a shift. Like when it just like you know when she was just like right. the prominent but then right. then she turned into what she is today. Right. I mean for me I loved Destiny's Child but yes. I was a teen when they came out so it was like Right. Um and I loved the four of them. Um but then I also loved when they switched to 3. Mm. And then of course yeah when she switched and came out solo it was just like Yeah. Bam. I think right it was like um survivor the survivor like song outfit whatever yeah that's like icon like destiny child that's when that's when yes. it was yeah. like, really like right. okay and then she had one solo album and you're like okay and then baby boy and yeah. then you're like all right i see and then when she did the dual album yeah um i am sasha fierce mm-hmm. yeah i think that's when it's like oh beyonce is like not here to play like she right. is she's like a d you know what i mean she's like mariah carey right that, that, you know i think she was always um you know there kind of mm-hmm. that was like what's for me at least and then that's when i was like oh i stand like right. <laughs> you stand and yeah. then and then it just got you know that's when it really started she started having fun even no sorry b-day was the one that I actually ah. I'm gonna take that back. It wasn't I am Sasha Pierce, it was B Day because of Check Get Me Bodied. And oh, Get Me Bodied. Get Me Bodied. And that, that's the one that she did a video for each song on the whole it was a visual album. Yeah. Right. And just just to let everyone know who's listening, we've got like three levels of stan here. So <laughs> Millie we say is, our names? Should we introduce uh, not, not yet, not, not yet, yet, not yet, not yet, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Millie is top stan. I'm like medium and then I think John, you're like Mild, mild. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but, basically, uh, sure. just. I think that's. But I was like a huge Destiny's Child fan too. Were you? Yeah, yeah. You want to know another uh, interesting thing? Is I was a really big Amory. Do you remember Amory? Wow, interesting. Uh, a big Amory fan. Okay. It's the Rich Harrison connection. So that DC oh. Go Go sound. So when she came out with um, interesting, um, the very first one, Crazy in Love, that sound was like coming out of DC and it's mm-hmm. that tr- sort of like Go live mm-hmm. drum right. um, line kind of sound. And there was another artist, her name was Amory, who's also kind of doing that sound kind of first. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't like looking back, I was kind of like salty up in Beyonce for mm. this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But then now it's like you put those two next to each other doing the same kind of sound and it's like it's not even comparable. Right. So it took me a while. To... Because she's part Korean and you're into the K-pop. <laughs> oh, 100%. She's half black, half Korean. That I was know, like yeah, what I, I wanted to be. I know, like, that's what I was like. Oh, because you, you like the Korean. Yeah. But also <laughs> no, that no, one thing. That one thing was great. And and not, one thing I, I did not even make yeah. that connection to Go-Go music. Yeah. Um, I, I loved like her. One thing. Yeah. Song. But so it took me a while to kind of become like a stand, but now right. I am. Yeah. Right. I, I say similarly, like when, because when Beyonce went solo, it was at a time where that was happening with a lot of, yeah. you know, musical groups, mm-hmm. like yeah, R&B Justin. groups, right? Justin. Justin and, yeah. and like, and like uh, I think other people too who were trying to do it. Like, wasn't Rob Thomas a part of, uh, or was he never? Sorry. Like Rob Thomas, 20. Matchbox 20. Yeah, yeah, Rob Thomas was Matchbox 20 and he then he kind of started doing his own thing. And like Cisco. Nicole, Cisco. Cisco. That's, that, yeah. Enter the Dragon. There were just a lot of great, people who were like, who were like leaving the group to be their own 
like star. Yeah. And like I was kind of mad at like Gwen Stefani. At all of them. Gwen Stefani. And I was like, oh, and I was mad at most of them, not all of them. (laughs) But I was just mad because I was like, these groups are so good and you guys are like breaking up the band. Yeah, Yeah, Astronomy Club forever. (laughs) 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 We're never gonna be our own stars. We are one unit. Wow. No, it's no. I mean, we all. But for real though, (laughs) Astronomy Club has stayed together. It's true. We definitely had opportunities to keep breaking up and we stuck through it uh so yeah no, no it's still like I'm, but, you guys are saying stuff and i'm getting deep to what you're actually saying yeah but yeah. korean and now we got the, the group, yeah yeah now we got the real you know team mentality it's fine sorry continue but i did i but this is my podcast i'm so yeah, no 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 i mean it is by the way because we're in a territory that i am not proficient at at all oh like my i just because that's the other thing is that i don't like when i growing up like i wasn't into music as much as a lot of other people were mm-hmm. and i only i only say that to me like i obviously liked listening to music but i like didn't buy albums i didn't go to concerts mm-hmm. i still have never really like the only concerts i've ever been to were concerts that other people have taken me to. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and the first concert I ever went to was a Weird Al concert. Oh, wow. <laughs> and again, it was only okay. because somebody was like, I have a ticket for a Weird Al concert. Like, do you want to come with me? And I was yes. like, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is an experience. That's an experience. It was an experience. I was, was a huge Weird Al fan when I was like seven. So yeah, yeah, I know. I was never a Weird Al fan, really. And yeah. I went to the concert, and it was like funny because he like does comedy while doing the songs mm. too. But it was also weird because like he's Al. Everybody, oh. and I guess this is what happens <laughs> in concerts. Like most of the people who go oh, to the concert stop because he's Al. <laughs> oh my god! Have fun. Welcome to my podcast. This is the Millie Takeover. Oh my god! I know this is Millie's podcast. I mean, this is her homecoming. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) stop! I love that connection. Stop, because I feel like I am not consenting. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that it's good. This is very good. It's like you're here now. It's like you feel. No, I feel great. No, I'm finally. (laughs) You know how many Facebook posts did this? (laughs) <laughs> He's like, oh fuck! Why did all I do my, this? all the fans are like, wait, is he gonna finish that story? And no, no, no not no, absolutely the, not. The weird no, Al, no, weird Al was weird because he's Al, but also. What was weird about it? Because it was a show and it was... No, I'm just saying everybody was singing lyrics, uh, singing along to the lyrics and they all knew them. And I was like, how do you people know these lyrics? But it was because they were fans. Man. They're kids, they're fans. But also, yeah, there are also like songs home, that homecoming. are popular, you know, and then he changes like three words. Yes. <laughs> right? Weird out, baby. Weird out. All right. He cornered a market. He cornered a market. He did. Good for him. <laughs> this is not what we're here to talk yeah. about. No, we're but, here to talk about Beyonce. When, you became, when did so you become funny. a fan, though, like... He's not a fan. No, oh, uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, as, as a single artist. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it, what was it for you? What was solidified it? Uh, what solidified it was, um, I guess, I oh, I liked her songs. Like I liked mm-hmm. "Crazy in Love." I liked "Get Me Bodied." I liked "Check Up on It." Like I liked a lot of these songs. Uh, who you know? Who run the? It's just called girls, "Who Run the." Yeah, it's just called girls. Girls, yeah. girls run the world. Girls who run the world. Uh, but I guess single ladies was like mm. she's on another level. level. Mm. I think it's just was being like, alive in the world today makes you a fan of Beyonce. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's just <laughs> the fact that she kept rising. It was yeah. like, and that doesn't happen. And we'll talk about this more. I already said the transition, and I went way past it. Here we go. 
<laughs> let's let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, Hollywood City. <laughs> Lift every voice and sing. Okay. I don't know. Wow. Where <laughs> in heaven, heaven ring. Ring. That's a black national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do that every at the beginning of every one? No, no. This is a black podcast, we, so they sing the new. Yeah, yeah, we I do mean, it. I gotta listen to my what, boys more often. Do you not listen? To, <laughs> do you not listen? To Have you at least li- heard your episode? Of course, I've also heard uh, another one besides that. <laughs> I've heard. Okay, I watched a movie with Jarrah. Mm-hmm. I watched Medea's Boo. Oh, that's and right. I, and I listened to that episode to see if he like was gonna bring up the fact that I organized a group of fifty people to watch Medea. Is Boo and Magic Johnson Theater. and he did no oh he said he like it, he made it sound like he watched it by himself and oh. I'm just like mm, you did it you did it there was five wow. rows of people and we were having the greatest yeah time. it was a huge That's like a, Facebook gathering Ma- event, Ma- uh, Medea Boo two oh, okay because <laughs> we went to both Medea Boo two oh, it was it, empty except for us and like a child's birthday party oh yeah that's good. <laughs> Played uh, in the movie, they played uh, Black Beatles by Ray Sherman, yeah, and all the kids got up. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I honestly like don't even remember. And white comedy guy, <laughs> tell me what you were the... in a Magic Johnson theater, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we always do that. Hell it's the best yeah. place. I watched oh, Django yeah. there, and I'm like, I'm never getting gonna watch a black movie and not here, yeah, because right. Django was amazing. Sorry, oh wow, no, that's great. Uh, uh, uh so anyway, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. <laughs> This is actually a film review podcast. <laughs> we review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Uh, my name is Jonathan Braylock. Uh, the other two are not here today. Gerard Milligan is in Iceland and James III is a bum. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. He's he fine. He's just, he's just tired. It's 9 a.m. in L.A. <laughs> it's true. Um, but also we're, you know, this is a this is a special day. We have two special guests with us. So excited. Because uh, we're reviewing a film uh, that we don't uh, normally do. This is a doc. This is a concert documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce is a, a leading black actress. She's mm-hmm. she's she's been in uh, several films. Yes, uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> Austin Powers in Goldmember. Yes. Um, um, also. Uh, Obsessed. Dream girls, dream girls were. We're your dream girls. Yeah. She's like Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, she's in uh, Obsessed, and she's in Obsessed. Yeah, oh. uh, she's in what? Yeah, oh. you didn't know this. Oh. Millie's wearing an amazing Beyonce shirt. Um, wow. What era is that? This is Formation. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> formation and that's tour. the one that you went on. I went to to two. two. I mean, I went to three. Three. I went to On the Run one, mm-hmm. Formation, and then. Um, on the run too, and I'm cosplaying as a Beyonce yes. backup dancer. And Monique okay. Moses is here as well. I Welcome call back. Beyonce play. Hi, Hi I'm back. <laughs> uh, because people people go to her concerts dressed up as Beyonce. I call it Beyonce play because they all go to like as <gasps> their or her different play. eras. Beyonce play. Yeah. So I mean, they they dress up in her different outfit. Let looks, me tell like, you. 
You have the, to. This is the reason I love Beyonce because the puns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's it. I was gonna Beachella. say. Yeah. Beachella. Yeah. Come on. And and then she like knew and asked DJ Khaled to record. Them. Yeah. Oh, like they named it Beachella before, like the 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 press did. Mm. I right. always thought it was just like a press name, but no. If you no. See, saw on the book and saw on, yeah. in the movie on the binder, it's like Be- back they in knew. 2018, yeah. and they called it Beachella. Mm. They knew it. Was they knew be. it. Sorry. Um, so, like, my thing, um, I got a little high and I watched it. I okay. Oh, it. wow. And, um, These are our initial thoughts. Okay. Well, well, this is what I was thinking, right? So, like, mm-hmm. she knows she's not going to do it in 2017 because of the, the twins. That's mm-hmm. right. And then, right, so this is me and my roommate. My roommate works in TV, like, production. So, they there's been controversy because they say that they paid Ariana and Beyonce the same ma- amount. Ew. Or like performing headlining uh, Coachella. Interesting. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. So they paid for for th- there was controversy because it said like double. Um, <sighs> Ariana got eight million and Beyonce got four million. Whoa, wait, but that didn't but though. then what happened okay. was it was four million for each weekend. So it's eight million. And then somebody reported eight million for Ariana, but still the same. So then I was thinking like, okay, from that four, from that eight million that Beyonce mm-hmm. gets, yeah. is she paying for all this shit herself? Yes, that's and my question. Like, and I think she is because they knew that they were gonna make this documentary. And then I'm thinking like again because when I'm high, I'm just like thinking. So I was like. Fuck, this is crazy. She in all the rehearsal footage is wearing Ivy Park head to toe. Everybody has to wear a Ivy Park piece. This is what I noticed. She just signed that deal with Adidas. Mm -hmm. And every fucking rehearsal thing she's wearing a deep like it is branding to the T. You know, and then it just like really makes me makes me respect the whole process of this documentary and the process of everything of like she knew like okay i'm gonna invest i'm gonna spend like two million dollars i'm gonna go over the top no one's gonna do anything like this but i'm gonna turn into a doc and like all this stuff you know what i mean it's like a Mm -hmm. grand plan i think it's a combination of that and also her sense of responsibility you know Mm. what i mean like she still is beyonce so she's still gonna want to if i have that platform Mm. i'm going to do it right I'm going to do it like Beyonce. She always has to one-up herself from her mm. last performance. If it was last was the Super so Bowl. Crazy. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. absolutely no way she can go. If you give me $8 million and I need to go 12 I'm going to go 12 whether mm. you give it to me or not. But I think you're completely right about her being such a savvy businesswoman. Yeah. But she's also like, I also have a message that I have to. Right. Well, because she's Seven. sorry, spending her no, own money, no. and then she got a sixty million dollar Netflix deal for this and two other projects. Oh wow! So I'm wow. like, this that money that she spent, it was an investment, investment. because she knew she was going to shop this around, like shop this around mm. and like make projects and stuff. I think thinking, so. Thinking and Netflix twelve steps prices. ahead. Yeah. So yeah, the other thing about so yeah, this film came out uh, on Netflix. Like I guess it, it was Coachella's happening now. Now, right? Right. And she's performing at Coachella. This year is that no, true? No. Oh, okay. No. She performed last year. She just performed last year. She's not yeah. performing again this year. No. She just filmed that do- that experience and knew that she was coming out with this documentary. Dropped that and the album at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also on Coachella weekend. Yeah. On like Coachella around weekend. Coachella. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is um, interesting. And like, don't forget, <laughs> technically, a few days before Coachella because it was or no. Um, La- the first weekend, weekend was the first weekend, and then and so right in the middle, right, right in the middle. middle, right in the middle of Coach Fuck. And the other thing that was interesting to me is that <clears throat> just about like uh, the business of this is that she released it 
uh, on Spotify, mm-hmm. so you can listen to it for free, yeah. which is what I think kind of going to your point of like, I think when she did the performance at Coachella, it was a huge deal. Like mm-hmm. it was in the news and people were like, Beyonce, I guess she was, was she not billed to be there or no, she was billed to she be there. She was billed to be there in 2017 and then she got pregnant right? Mm-hmm. and she couldn't do it. So then she was billed. Yeah. For 2018. For 2018. And then everybody, everyone knew like she canceled when she canceled in 2017. She's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to make it worth it. Yeah. Right. And, wow. and I think like, when the performance happened, everybody was talking about it. It was crazy. It was a huge mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if other people felt this, but there's a there's a part of me because because I think Coachella is it's a huge music festival, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I there is a at least in the comedy world, like Coachella is like for rich white people, yeah, right? influencers. Yeah, they're for influencers or whatever. Like because like it's very expensive to go there mm-hmm. and to get those tickets and all those things. So it's like, the and like, and then the idea was like in the media last year was like, Oh, Beyonce brought this very, very black performance, yes. yeah. uh, black feminist performance to a bunch of like rich kind of white people. And just like, was like, you know, standing for her culture. And you're mm-hmm. like, that's cool, but we didn't get to see it. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. I and, mean, all right. As somebody in the hive, mm-hmm. I found it and it's ripped. I have the whole performance. Oh, I watched I've had it, it for too. a year, like which is yeah. great. Like right after I ripped it, but, but yeah, no, it's you not mean live. Saying that like, is that we weren't accessible there, to but you. But it wasn't accessible. Yeah, but yeah. she, I think she knew that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so she filmed it. Yeah, and she was like, "I'm gonna put it on Netflix, which is like, which is accessible to a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. more people, obviously, and mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put the album on Spotify because mm-hmm. she could have just put that on title. You know yeah. what I mean? And just and like that's also behind a paywall, maybe, and like, but she put it on Spotify where people can listen to it for free and well, it's like it has ads and she's well, yeah, getting it has money ads, from but it. obviously yeah. but i <laughs> no for sure for sure no but it, it like you no, know it's yeah, not like you she's, gotta listen she's to not ads. like yeah it's she, not for she's free. not giving Saint. it away okay yeah. she's doing all of this for free she's making money <laughs> and Beyonce makes money. i'm just saying it's a little bit more accessible yeah yeah, yeah, which, yeah. No, you're right. which i i thought was cool anyway mm-hmm. so yeah do you do we want to talk about just an, our initial thoughts when we first ha, ha, have you just seen it once or have you i've seen it twice or once in one and a half it's mm-hmm. long it's two hours yeah. and 15 minutes because yeah. i because the performance is two hours so i was like how the fuck are they gonna add more stuff in i didn't know if i didn't know if it was when they just had the the flyer i was like okay is this gonna be just the process it's gonna be the whole thing it's gonna be just the concert it's you know so yeah. I, and then i was like how are they gonna add in more shit and not make this documentary like four hours because yeah. but i think they did a good job but i think for me um in this age of like social media and Instagram being this curated version of your life. And like Beyonce is like probably the most curated person. Mm-hmm. Like she even like that, you know, I've seen her live three times and like one of my, you know, uh things that I want to see when someone's live is some kind of not I don't want to see people vulnerable. I get com- uncomfortable with like the vulnerability that a lot of people have. Yeah. But at some point, like even like rest in peace Kanye, um, when I saw him live <laughs> When I saw him live, you know, uh, he said to me, but, um, (laughs) you know, he like said a story. He gave like an anecdote about how he wrote this song when his mom, when he found out his mom died from a paparazzi, you know what I mean? And like, that's why he wrote this really sad song. So then like, I was looking, I look for that and Beyonce, Beyonce doesn't do that. So anyway, what I really liked about this film was that it humanizes her. It shows the vulnerability, like in the process of like. You know, because again, we only see we only saw the product. We only see 
we only see people's Instagram shit. We don't see like all the fucking struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it's like it's hard because as an artist or whatever, like you want to like show your struggle and show your vulnerability, but you don't want your entire brand to be that. You know, you yeah. want to be the finished product. So it has to be on your terms. So that's something I really enjoyed is like knowing the process and like people are like, yeah, Beyonce can do anything. But it's like, no, she, she it took eight months to do yeah. that fucking thing. And like all these sound stages and all these people, hundreds of people yeah. and all that stuff. And like, and she's not, she's not just like perfect. Like she got the C-section on this. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like, oh, okay. Like, She's not superhuman. She just like works really hard. Yeah, that's my first takeaway too. Like I love, so I used, you know, I used to be a dancer. And so um, I love like watching the, the sort of like process it takes to bring something that was just an idea to stage. And I wanted to be like a concert director actually for a really long time because I was a choreo- dabbled in choreography and stuff. So I love concert films and just seeing like, the process, how many people were involved, how long it took, how see how hard Beyonce works. It's like, yeah, her work ethic is crazy, but you also add that on top of her talent, which mm. is like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then her team, mm-hmm. it's just like really, it's really uh, inspiring to watch it. And the show itself, it's shockingly theatrically wonderful. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, usually in concert docs, like you just see the concert, you don't. And, like, if it's backstage stuff, you kind of yeah. see... You don't really see, like, the process of putting the concert together. Yeah. It's just mostly the concert and people, like, reacting. I it's cried like, a few times. Oh, I'm I not cried a lie. lot. I, I cried, cried a lot. lot. Especially yeah. at people's reactions. Like, yeah. there were black girls in the audience who were, like, their jaws were on the floor. Yeah. Right. There were people shaking. Um, just, like... And I know I can relate to that. I'm mm. not a standing... I don't stand as much as you do. Mm. But every time I watch a Beyonce uh, performance... Mm-hmm. I'm always moved. I'm always, I don't know always why moved. I always cry at her concerts. Yeah. And it's not like a, and again, I'm, I'm a Beyonce fan, but I'm not like, you know, like, yeah, like, one of that, yeah. like one of those, like, yeah. well, no, because you know, they would show like people like passing out at Beatles concerts and yeah. stuff. Like, right. it's, it's not like I'm not, but like, again, it's this theatrical thing that like pulls at your heartstrings yeah. and stuff. And, and that's what I always, uh, you know, respected about Beyonce's live things. It's always like a show. It's like uh, on the run two. I mean, on the run one was mm-hmm. my favorite because it had an arc and they like arranged their songs. Like, you know, there was like different acts. Like mm. they met and then like <gasps> he cheated and that, which is what they actually ended up doing with Lemonade. Yeah. But that was on the run. And then they, they like made both of their songs as if it was a musical. Yeah. So like he sung Song Cry after he cheated on it. You know what I mean? And oh, so then interesting. Sang, like they frame it like that. And it's right. just so like smart. And you're like, these people are on another level. Their no, team no, no, and no. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like, I already said this, but the fact that Beyonce um, has been able to one up herself every year. I think yeah. it's a feat that we all know, but sometimes it's hard to like, really fathom like how hard that is to do. Because yeah. I'm really thinking back, like there are. I don't know how many artists we can even possibly say who've done who have actually done that. Like, yeah, besides like Michael. Yeah, honestly, that's the only other person I could even think of. And then even Michael to an extent at a <laughs> at a de- certain R. point R. he kind of to Michael for you. Well, time? obviously, <laughs> but yeah. at a certain point, let's he... ruin you leaving Netherlands. <laughs> 
Yeah. What no, is that? no, no. Let's review leaving Neverland. Neverland. Oh, Michael's God. in a coma for me uh, right now. I mean, I, I don't, he is. Uh, he's not dead. dead. He but let's not talk about dead. Dead. He literally is dead. He is literally dead. He is literally dead. Let's talk about how Michael Jackson died. But no, I mean, like, in just in terms of of his music career, topping right? himself, but topping himself, but Beyonce, like, because think about all the contemporaries of her, of her time. Nobody, even, even Jay-Z, in my opinion, hasn't not even come close no. oh, to musically topping. You know no. what I mean? Like well, he's w- done it business wise, maybe, but not. No. And I think like, even talking right now about her catalog, like the thing about how she always tops herself is she takes so many, she does like the visual album. Then she does like, and it's weird and different. Like then she'll do a split album. Mm-hmm. Then she did an album where she didn't even promote. She just dropped it. Yeah. And then it was a visual album. Yeah. And then she did lemonade yeah. and she put, but like these, vague things and then it was like a visual story thing right. and that's how we found out that Jay-Z cheated you know or like that they had that thing that it really yeah. did happen and then it really did happen all these rumors and stuff and, and like the, the 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 elevator shit and like then you have like this perform you know what I mean all this shit like she tops herself because I think it's like taking risk on how she's pre- uh, pre- mm-hmm. releases her stuff and yeah. presents her work and like constantly yeah. you know and um, honestly it's constantly changing I think she changes teams or she she did a shift to like a creative mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she, she she also fired her father a while oh, back, yeah. remember, from management. So she became more in charge. Yes. And so she could be. That's right. why they don't yeah. perform Destiny because her dad like owns like Destiny's Child stuff. Well, they did at Coachella. But yeah, but um, you mean certain you see, songs? If you see on the Spotify, it's like it's like they say Michelle Kelly. Beyonce, oh. they don't say Destiny's Child, Ooh, you know, because like dad know. owns part of. Oh, interesting. It, and like the know. dad, you know, the you know the dad drama. Thought, yeah, yeah. But I feel like they've resolved it. They kind of. Like, I think they're like on okay terms, but she yeah. probably doesn't want to be giving him. He's like kind of sh- a shitty. He's kind of like Meghan Markle's dad a little bit. Like yeah. he said, like in some publication that like Beyonce. And again, this could be a misquote, you know, like, but it's like Beyonce is only that famous because she's light skinned. Like, so, he you said know, that about his own that's daughter. That's like a quote that's like uh, circulating around the internet. But you then know at I mean? the end of the movie, there's a quote that says, My father went to an HBCU. Yeah. Um, yeah, she did. You know she what I mean? So it's I think weird. it's hard. I think it says like a hard relationship. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even Solange has him in her album and stuff. And uh, it's her dad. That's her dad. But I see. I mean, you know, it's tough. You know, it's real tough. It's tough. And, but she, ha- well, here's the thing about Beyonce, both with her dad and with Jay Z, that she was able to take <clears throat> things that sometimes derailed people's artists' careers. Like yeah. when they have that kind of strife or like family drama or, you know, their partner cheats on them, like that, that can like take people down. And mm-hmm. she, and it, so. It's it's interesting to me that she exemplifies a a black woman just like that's her image, mm-hmm. but that's also who she really is. Like mm-hmm. it really it, it's not it's not an an act because yeah. it's like no she like shows and that's one of the things that I liked about Homecoming the most is her talking about uh, the struggles of motherhood and the struggles of like having twins and not expecting yeah. that and having to get a, a, a C-section, which is really hard. I mean, that's yeah. literal surgery. They're like literally cutting you open. Mm-hmm. And so for for her to be able to, ha- to have that happen and then come back uh, within a period of like like a year, like, you know, or yeah. less than like and, and perform at such a high level mm. um, while and then also because the thing is, 
physically it is so hard to do so but hard mentally it is yeah it is like i don't like I, I and i think this is one of the things that people don't actually understand like it's easy to say like oh whatever you know it's easy to look at somebody being a boss and being like they're just telling people what to do they're just delegating or whatever but like to hold all of those kind of things in your head at the same time mm-hmm. the different the the choreography the costumes the musicality you know uh who the special guests are going to be what the lighting is going to look like what the camera's going to mm-hmm. going to be doing yeah. all of those th- to be doing all of those things at the same time to be managing that to be making sure people are on top of their game to be delegating tasks to yeah. find the people who can do these things mm-hmm. and work with them and know how to talk and communicate that is a a lot of work. I mean, that's yeah. what CEOs get paid to do, right? Yeah. They make so, so much money. Mm-hmm. And like, she's doing this herself, you know, obviously she has a team around her, but like, she is the CEO of the Beyonce yeah. brand company, yeah. all these things that she's doing. And to do that while raising three children, you oh, know what I mean? It's like, nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> it's, uh, it is quite. And so for me, I was watching and I was just like, oh, like Beyonce is, um, she is, it seems like she has always been on a mission to prove to the world that a black woman could be at the very top, right? Like to kind of show Mm -hmm. like, no, it's not just white men who rule the world. Like we can rule the world. Like we can do just as good a job, if not better, you know? And it's kind of sad because like Beyonce is the biggest pop star of our time. Mm -hmm. Like she sings, she dances, like no one really is that level. There are people who have that potential, but like no one's there. Like no one, no one. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, Taylor Swift has two albums of the year and Beyonce has none. Like these like white institutions, (laughs) like for Grammys, Mm -hmm. I'm saying these white institutions do not recognize her and her husband. They don't do it like as much. You know what I mean? It's still really difficult. Like Adele won over Lemonade and it was Lemonade. Right. You know what I mean? And And it wasn't Adele's 21 album. It was was 25. And like, what's on? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, (laughs) you know, people like it. It's a good album, but you know, is it Lemonade? Is it a cultural? But again, she's a black woman. That's it. And like, that's the thing. It's it's crazy. It's like even fucking Beyonce. And I mean, I think, you know, this is again, when it humanizes her of like, you know, people see her as perfect and even Beyonce gets cheated on. You know, know, people see her like her family and they're united but even Beyonce's dad sucks and like you know she works so hard but even Beyonce like doesn't get like shit that she deserves Mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean and and like part of it is empowering because you know she's a she's a black woman from Texas like a country black woman Mm -hmm. like she's not supposed to be you know a pop she's not supposed to have all this stuff she's not supposed Mm -hmm. to be the top you know but she is and that's cool and the other part is like but she doesn't get any of the respect yeah. that she should. And like it's like frustrating. And then, you know, I also see that too. Like I'm obviously like nowhere near Beyonce, but even as a comedian, sometimes I'm like, fuck, like she gets the respect from the people. From her people. Like that she but that's why she and has the to- people, I think. I think these institutions, I think everybody recognizes that they're uh misguided. You know what I mean? And they're slowly trying to oh, change. The, the, the in, everyone recognizes the institutions are misguided. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, she is eventually going to get the recognition that I'm saying that you think she deserves. But I think she's got to a place where I think her career has gotten, gotten to a place that I think a lot of people probably get themselves to. Yeah. Where it's like, she doesn't. I'm sure she cares. Yeah, but but I see, she's I see. like beyond. Yeah, she she's is. beyond yeah, it. And she's like, I don't. 
You know, like she is. this yeah. is beyond. You, she is you know beyond what I mean? It. She doesn't care about. It's like Samuel Jackson has never won an Oscar, but like who cares? You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like, exactly. it's Samuel it's Jackson. Like, exactly. Exactly. It's like I think she's like there yeah. with her stuff where she doesn't. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't really need it. Um, and it's if anything, it's like she's doing those award shows a favor if she like shows up or yeah. Well, she doesn't go anymore, right? Right. Like, yeah. or she. But then she went to the NAACP thing. Oh, sorry. So what I was gonna say was when like she stopped caring, and then that's when I feel like that's when it got more vulnerable yeah. and more black. And more like when she right. stopped caring about all that stuff. Yeah. And I was gonna talk about this because because um, Tessa was saying when she was like she was saying <laughs> that uh, one Beyonce exudes love like she can mm. like feel the love from her like coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Mm. But she also was like she clearly cares about black people like like it's just it, within her and within the music and everything she's doing. And I was like, yeah. well, do you feel like she, it was always that way? And she's like, well, no, it wasn't always that way. But she got to a place where she was able to do it. Um, and it's and I wonder if what I would love to know is like, is that was that um, a journey that she went through? Like personally, like, yeah. did she start seeing things or whatever? And then like and something happened or was that always something that was like deep inside of her a part of her because she was like talking about all like the fact that she wanted to go to an hbcu you know what i mean what was before lemonade what album um the self-titled flawless bow down okay um, beyonce partition jealous right maybe it's when she met jay no, that's no, been that's a long time ago. Long. That's but I feel early. like I feel like to cross over to have white audiences. Yeah, you know, you probably feel like you have to assimilate, or you can't be too black, you can't be too exactly loud and stuff. And then I think when she got to a certain level, yeah. maybe at post single ladies yeah. is when she was like, oh. I don't have to, you know what I mean? Cater like, to anything, I don't yeah. have to cater anymore. And then, because first it was the feminist. And then it was black. I see. You're completely right. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. I think it was feminist first. Right. And I like, guess Destiny's Child was always feminist. Right? Yeah. But like the Chimananda, like Ngozi feminist speech. Like that, Destiny's right. Child would never. No, you're right. That was like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a different time too. Well, I don't know, actually. No, you're right. Because it started feminist. And then because a lot of feminism is sort of like intersectionality is really important to that or the the different experiences you experience being a different race Mm -hmm. but still being feminist like she probably really wanted to address that because like a white feminist and a black feminist have to deal with very different things right and also too like she got a lot of criticism doing that from like half from people obviously who like think feminism is stupid and yeah. then the other half from like white feminists who are like this isn't feminism it's capitalism oh uh, uh, she's showing her ass like yeah. it, she did mm-hmm. get that backlash and um it is this thing in like you know um i mean even cardi b right Uh-oh. like Uh-oh. uh this like republican uh you know person like sh- sh- you know her her video with city girls where they're twerking on a beach and it's just it's all women and they're all like scantily clouded but they're twerking on the beach mm. and then this one is like how is this feminist blah, blah blah this is terrible and then cardi wrote back like on twitter she was like oh so just because i dress like this and i twerk like, i deserve to get raped yeah like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's like just such a different like recent like statement that i think women of color are right. making i it's see like, i see i'm yeah. feminist like Two in a different way <laughs> right. that yeah. is like represent, you know. And I can and 
Right. It's like a, I'm allowed to embrace my sexuality, my sensuality, yeah. my you know feminine body in a way that feels empowering to me and it doesn't need to be for another man. But the other thing that I always kind of liked about Beyonce, to be honest, is that she wasn't apologetic about the fact that she did love jay-z you know what i mean like or uh, does solve him I don't, yeah, yeah yeah no like, she has a, a, a partition he's like he comes on her dress oh my gosh yeah <laughs> that's but, what it is yeah. monica, that's, monica Lewinsky. <laughs> all on my gown um <laughs> which you know but i she but was I, really like, yeah but monica I, Lewinsky. I, yeah I, not she was so nasty I, I just that album. more um, even more so just the like the emotional love and attachment that she had and it wasn't like I need to make myself less than to mm. feel like I am deserving of love or that I yeah. that I can give love. But like, this is a part of it. Cause I do think sometimes it's hard. I, I think uh, it, since there's a reaction to mainstream culture and media of like women always needing a man and like, mm-hmm. like they need a love interest and all that thing, uh, all that stuff. Sometimes people just don't want it at all. Yeah. And I totally understand that. And at the same time, like, but just because a woman does want a love interest doesn't mean she's not a feminist. You know what I mean? Yeah, just because right, yeah. she has a deep love for um, a, a partner doesn't mean that she, you know, doesn't want, e- you know, equal rights. For of women. course. Yeah. And I, right. think, yes. I mean, I guess my complaint about Lemonade is that, you know, the plot hole at the end where she stays. But <laughs> where she stays no, what? Where she stays with him. No, but <laughs> the plot, um, hole. <laughs> plot hole. It's a father like, I for mean, children. Like, you know, I mean, I think, yeah. I think, I, you know, it's not really like realistic. It doesn't really pay off. But no, I'm, but seriously though, I part of me, you know, on a surface level, mm-hmm. as a fan, as a stan, I, I like eliminate. I'm like, yes, bitch, yeah. I love this. Like, I love to consume this. And mm-hmm. part of me, as like Millie. Like thinking, you know, I'm like, dude, this is super like masochistic. Like, like, you know, he's like in videos, like massaging her feet, like, you know, be- in videos, like begging. And then the yeah. concerts, too, are him begging yeah. and well, like performing their breakup over and over. Like, this, I know his like thing. And like, even it's in like, 444, he talks about how he's going to be embarrassed later when his kids are old enough to realize that. Like, oh, but they the catalog. This was complete. It was planned. You know, they probably had a thing. They probably had, you know, the thing happened. But then, you know what? They realized how much they mean to each other, probably professionally and uh, intimately. Mm. You know what I mean? And then they created this whole thing because well, she I, came out with Lemonade and then he came out with his response album. And mm-hmm. ever since then, it's just like. I know, I know that. Companion. But I, part of me, I'm like, that is, is is that hard to do? Like to perform this for him? You're saying, yeah, for him, it's, for sure. I think ego. it is, and I think, and I, and a part of me feels like that's her. That was like the agreement. That was like, okay, I'm. These are I the terms. Need, yeah, these are the terms. Like this is the like retribution that has to be paid. This, you know, and these he's are, like, yeah, I you love know you. I mean? Like it. you have to, you I'll have to redeem to yourself. You they know. always come back. Yeah. <laughs> they always but do. I, uh, oh, I, you know how many texts I just get that are like, "Sorry, I'm like, oh, yeah. I haven't heard from you in three months. Wow. Why are you contacting oh, me?" But I, I do love that. I mean, we are talking. Uh, uh, we're talking on a, uh, you know, Easter Sunday is redemption. You know, yeah, <laughs> sure. they always come redemption back. He always comes, comes back. back. Resurrect. <laughs> He always resurrects. This is actually a Christian podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't know. know. Black men Welcome. can't, um, can't Black jump. Black men can jump into the river. And <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah. 
Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey everyone, it's Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno from the wonderful Sex in the City podcast. Couldn't help but wonder. We analyze the show, you might have heard of it, Sex in the City, through the lens of our own very messy lives. And wait, we're not messy, are we? I mean, I'm definitely messy. Okay, yeah, no, we are. We started this podcast because we are ginormous fans of Sex in the City. It has changed culture. Every show you like now basically started with Sex in the City, but it hasn't aged well in all areas. There are parts that really hold up and parts not so much. So we talk about the show, but we also bring the show into 2020 and we analyze it with this modern lens. So please check out and subscribe to Couldn't Help But Wonder only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. And also you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at chbwpod. The world is hard. Don't think of us as a guilty pleasure. Think of us as a consummate pleasure, a tingle for your toes that goes into a full body eargasm. New episode every Tuesday coming at ya. So anyway, <laughs> we, I, I don't know how much we've talked about the, I mean, we have talked about the film, but the, is there any, the whole, are know. there um, uh, moments, uh, instead of just going through it beat yeah. by beat, like obviously, well, I guess we can first talk about the musical arrangement, yeah. the, the bands, right? Oh like. my God. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I've been months. following Majorettes for a really long time. Um, especially, uh, what's the ones? Um, she highlights them in that first like montage of black universities. Mm-hmm. It was oh, the very Alabama first one. State? Or the one before FAMU? that. Florida? No, a- a- no that's The FAMU. ones before that. No, Hampton... I'm just going to name. Yeah. They are so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've seen lots of their videos on Instagram. And they're just like, I love, I love major culture and how amazing it is. And you know, I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> you better I work. To, when I was in, I was a kid, I baton twirled. But then in high school, I was in color guard. And, um, you know, we're in Florida. So like, ah. basically we live in, I live in this kid, county where they have the white schools. Yes. And the white schools had like the really fancy bands that you have to pay like. The band fees of two hundred, uh, no, two thousand dollars each for the nice uniforms and all the formation stuff, and then you have like the basically the black schools who have like the fun and they get to play like, you know, Lil John and shit and like and again yeah like the, like those black university yeah um and then my school wanted to be that but our director was white so we were in the middle and we would do like. 
I had like a velvet, and this is Florida, velvet and sequins high neck, yeah. like Obsessed. majorette costume. And my brother, you know, because we would play halftime at all the local football, and everyone goes to the football games. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother came to one, and you know, he was talking to some girls in the crowd, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm here to see my sister." And then he said, when he saw me on the field with like that outfit, doing some '70s dance, they're like, "Oh, which one's your sister?" He's like, "Oh, she's not here." Yo, that's so cool. Yeah. Welcome to my yeah, house. Oh, you know what? Who it is? It's the dancing dolls. Southern dancing University dolls. dancing yes. dolls. Are they the ones that have the big girls too? Um, no. But there's a big. There's they a look school, like dolls, man. There's a school that has like only big dancers, <sighs> or they have like a squad of like bigger dancers. Like. I love that about her dancers too. Yeah, like, all different sizes. I saw one white girl in there. I saw one Asian there's girl. There. She always gets them, but she doesn't highlight right. them. And right. yeah, Good. but yeah. it's true. It's a reflection of maybe the H, uh, HBCUs. Or HBCUs. Like that yeah. she's yeah. What I, I love. What I was gonna say was like I learned so much about her process mm-hmm. in this. But I also learned, like, I thought it was cool that they they went into some people's story mm-hmm. and they went into the baton twirler story. Yes. And, like, again, like, a black baton twirler, like, <laughs> the, the career options aren't that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I can't imagine. And she's like, this is bigger than anything I dreamed. Like, you know, as a... So, right. so I thought, you know, in this process... I was like, oh, she brings on the big girls for one routine mm-hmm. or she brings on the baton twirlers but for one thing and then they leave. But then you watch it and they're like, oh, no, all of them are learning all of, all of the choreography. They're all like, you right. know, like they're all in everything. Right. Yeah, everybody. everybody. And I'm sure they're, you know, they're getting paid and they're be- they're like performing with Beyonce. And this is a thing that they can like say, like, I perform with Beyonce. I perform at Coachella. Like, yeah, yeah. there is. I, it's interesting. Like, there is always a part of me that. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's always like a cynic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We live in a little bit of a cynical mm-hmm. culture. Oh, maybe. No, me too. And so, yeah, so there's like always that cynical thing of like, especially like, like at first I was like, I was like, oh, wow. She's like, she's like, she's like taking up collaborations that she's done with other people and like not having them on stage and like using like, like certain <laughs> music. In it. And I was like, interesting. Like this is, and I was like, there, there was a way and it, there was a cynical part of my mind that was going like, is she just like taking stuff and just, just to promote herself? And then, like, be mm. like, oh, there's other people around me. But I realized, I like, too. I guess what I felt was, like, she, at least in this current structure of our society as it is now, it's, like, in this capitalistic society, what has to happen is that you have people rise up to the top before they can start really bringing people up with them uh. or at, on the way. And, like, that's kind of what she was doing. It's, like, you know, and I think I felt like her concert kind of followed that, right? Like, it, 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 it. I mean, first you have the band, so there it doesn't necess- technically start with her. But then mm-hmm. she comes out, she's prominently featured, she's doing all the songs, and then like I think it was like halfway through or a little more than halfway through, yeah. that's when she starts bringing some other people out and really like highlighting them and like in in a different way. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are you meaning like Michelle and Kelly? Yeah. Or are you talking about like the certain dancers and the certain and, and the dancers too, like yeah. Lesmins and like yeah. You know, well, this is like my thing. Just seeing her, because seeing her live so many times, I mean, and I feel like this might be very obvious to people, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I, w- 
she never lip syncs mm-hmm. in her thing, but she does it. So she'll sing a song that's really difficult mm-hmm. and then she'll do choreography. Right. And then she always has like so many dancers that she'll kind of like fade away, right. go away, change and do then come change. back. Yeah. And then like everyone's like, yeah, she does this. <laughs> like yeah. That's like, you know, like that way of, of structuring a performance. And like, I guess that that's the advantage of right. like while someone's doing trapeze or something, she doesn't have to be there. She can really. And like, yeah, you need, she has, that you have to have a break yeah she's having a lot of breaks and i noticed in coachella like like a lot you know not to of course she's still doing this two-hour show but she's like there's like parts where she's just laying down on stage for like two minutes (laughs) like you know and then those like those guys that are like dancing like the bone breakers breakers, yeah um they're like doing a two-minute routine and beyonce is just laying on stage and i'm like so, and it doesn't look like it's the show's still happening and like yeah. she's always doing that she knows like, how to do it in the in that way that is still yeah very yeah theatrical and stuff i was thinking i i saw i noticed that a little bit too and i i just i always remember i uh, there was a thing called pop cert in my high school where people just would <laughs> perform like just we would just do covers of like po- you know popular yeah. songs or whatever yeah and <clears throat> i did um uh my senior year i i saw uh oh <laughs> getting jiggy with it by will smith yes no. he did yes he did no, no, and no, it was no, just no, me no. there's a video and it was oh there is a video somewhere hopefully i'll never see the light of day again but it's just me like rapping and dancing Ooh, for like that song this. is like what three minutes and maybe three minutes 30 seconds and it's just me rapping and dancing for three minutes, 30 seconds. Like literally like two minutes into that performance, I was like, I was Dying. like, oh my God. Yeah. And when it was like over, I was like, I don't, I was like, how does anyone do this yeah. for more than one song? Exactly. Like it's so hard to do. Even <laughs> like I do like karaoke and I'll do Bodak Yellow. Yeah. And I'll get exhausted. That song is really hard. Yeah. Just doing the rapping. Just doing the rapping. And like she's twerking and she's doing it. Yeah. You know, I keep bringing it to cardi b but like um but yeah i don't know so you got to be smart and like expend yeah. your energy in a certain way that's why she had to start eight months ahead because yeah. you have to you have to work on your conditioning right. you have to just like so that all of that shit is muscle memory mm-hmm. like yeah it's, exactly totally. yeah you do it so often that it's just yeah. come second nature right yeah did you guys know the twin the twins before this oh yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. she, like she performed on a lot on her and her videos or one of her videos, They showed right? up and girls, didn't they? They were back in, um, I don't know if they were girls era. Girls is when she saw the the African dance and she bought oh, the dancers. Oh, you're right, you're right. She was like, oh, no one's doing this right. And she actually flew out the dancers. Right. Yeah. Lay Twins, they were around, I think the first thing I remember was self-titled. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, they... They're, that story is crazy too. Yeah, they don't speak any English. Yeah, they're at all. French. Yeah. And right? they're French and they're. They won um, World, World of Dance, Dance last one. year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, or two years ago. And yeah, what I was going to say. <laughs> they're uh, so good. No, they were in, they were in girls. I oh, remember. they were? Yeah, they yeah. were in girls. Yeah. Yeah. They also did the ethnic, the African thing. African Dance. thing. They did both. Yeah. Um, but they were really big then. And she just They're going to be in, in the new Men in Black uh, international movie. Good. No, they should. Oh That's so funny. Um, um, another fun fact is, I don't know, <laughs> you you probably might recognize her, but there's a redhead that's been dancing with Ashley. her. Ashley. Everett that's been dancing with her since Single Ladies. Wow. And that she's still, like she got hired when she was like 16 year old, 16 year old like dance prodigy. And she's still dancing with she's her. She's dance captain. Dance captain. That's what she calls like that's like her credit. Yeah. She's dance wow. captain. But she everyone knows that. And like she's in all of Beyonce's her and that white girl 
And like, mm. there, there's some dancers that right. it's crazy. Like Beyonce's standum um, is like, you know, her bodyguard. Everyone knows Julius. Wow. Uh, and, the, you know, like the same dancers, like the same backup dancers. Yeah. And then, OK, this is how deep the okay. Beyonce standum goes. Here we go. Right? So, <laughs> you know, that choreography, um, th- it was like one of the most like highlighted, but it was like everybody mad. I've yes, been getting yeah, yeah, to yeah. the money. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, she didn't tell that guy she was going to use his song. Oh. He just he just saw it, and then his thing spiked up. Like yeah. everyone like that because that was song wasn't like that popular right. before. At least you know. Um, so, right. So whatever. Beyond that was in April. Mm-hmm. It was like. Literally one minute of that performance, right? Oh, OT Genesis. OT, yeah. He says, I'm in love with the Coco. That's yeah. like his more popular song. Yeah. No one really knows that song. So I go to, um, Carrie Cadet organizes the Kwanzaa Crawl, and oh, it's okay, so Kwanzaa. fun. I really, really recommend it. It's like Kwanzaa Crawl. It's like, oh, um, it's basically like Santa Con, but for black people. <laughs> you and have you, to. At Kwanzaa? Yeah, during yeah, Kwanzaa? During Kwanzaa. It's December 26th, and they do that like shit's hilarious. Um, bar hopping only black owned businesses. Uh-huh. And then at each at each um, bar, there's a DJ. So it's basically like, I'm like, if I, this is Howard Spring Break, but we're all like, everyone's like in their 30s and everyone's <laughs> fucked up That's and amazing. it's so fun. But basically one of the DJs, like, yeah, by then it's like 11, I was fucked up and the dj was like okay who's in the hive who's in the hive and it's all black women black people black women it's like who's in the hive all right i'm gonna play this one just for the hive and it wasn't a beyonce song he played everybody mad yeah and everyone knew the choreography and i'm like that's how deep this shit goes it's like like not even a beyonce song right it was this one thing that she did and everyone knew the from coachella that's iconic though exactly I don't know. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> was there a favorite uh, performance from this that you had? For me personally, so much. and again, it just goes back to for I th- probably because we were young when Destiny's Child came out. Yeah. Mm. But <laughs> when they came out, <laughs> like I like that's when the moment I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't expect it, and then like other people were like were like screaming, and I was like, oh my god, this yeah. is so cool. No, and then she they were <laughs> walking in like, front of her, like she was really good at like sharing the stage and being like the beautiful are, Ke- yeah, yeah. The beautiful <laughs> Michelle, the beautiful Kelly, mm. yeah, like sh- <laughs> will you stop sharing focus improv. And it was so cool. Wow, wow, wow. To see Kelly like in her natural hair and like, Mm, I don't know, there was just a lot to that. That was just, okay, maybe not. But anyway, a natural look. (laughs) A natural look. A natural look. look. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, She's switching it up. uh, But But the harmonizing too, uh, like, was so cool. And it's like, oh, Destiny's Child, like, always harmonize you know what i mean yeah, that like yeah. brought yeah. yeah you know it wasn't uh, just beyonce um i always wanted to be kelly Rowland. always even I back in the day it. i can see it and a lot of people say she's the pretty one yeah give me that kelly Rowland nose baby mm. she got it it's done the eyes pretty. it's the eyes they it's both the got eyes. their you noses got, you've got kelly Rowland eyes Doing? yeah Oing. and like the nice lashes oh. do you know that um that the kelly kelly Rowland anecdote Uh-oh. um in um yeah, and that song. And no matter no what, what I, I do, do I... In, the, in the um, her sidekick, <laughs> she gets a text from Nelly, quote unquote text, Uh-oh. but it's just an Excel document. Oh my god! And then like every that's like a thing on the internet. It's like oh my god, Kelly gets text on Excel. <sighs> blah blah blah. It was like a funny so thing. Funny. Then like she did an interview, like fifteen years later, like like a, a year ago or something. Yeah. And she was like, 
what is Excel? <laughs> Why is everyone saying that? I don't know what that is. And I was like, oh, of course they don't know what yeah. Excel is. They don't have to learn the no. Microsoft Office suite. No, never. They don't know these never, things. Never, ever. Why? Why That's would they? That's crazy. Do you think they ever had to take a, like, a keyboard proficiency test? Just, you know, A, <laughs> well, they, A, S, J, they teach those. L-O-M. They teach those in elementary school. So, oh, probably, so they probably did. Yeah. I, but, I did that in fifth grade. Yeah, so they probably did, but wow. they don't know Excel. Wow. Oh, so that was your Great. favorite moment. That was my favorite Thank you, John. Moment. Let's go to my, Yeah, my favorite my moment. Podcast. Oh, I want to say, um, crap. What song was it when they were all doing the wave? Oh, oh swag surf? Swag surfing. That was so I think that was my favorite choreography. Yeah, I just like cool. to you know have all of those people synchronized and just also how uh, swaggy and wavy it was. Yes. And then like the audience is also doing it. It's just like energy on top of energy. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much fun that would have been to be in that audience while that's happening? Ugh. I know. Just I've, that part, you know? Sorry. I like, I don't know if I would like this with that magnitude uh-huh. mm. i would have been like overwhelmed like uh-huh. if i watched it the first weekend i mean look i say i think it'll be super fun but sometimes i'm like damn i kind of like you know you i would have passed out no. <laughs> i would have passed out but it, it would have been so overwhelming yeah all the things i wouldn't have been able to notice it the way that like Every, yeah. you know we can notice it now with the stock yeah right. so it's like part is like you know everything's fomo culture like fuck i should have went to coachella but park's like I actually am okay. <laughs> yeah, you well, would have had we, to. We see a better performance than yeah. the vast majority of the yeah, people who exactly. are actually there. And you would have had to start lining up for that concert, being in that area in the middle of the day. Uh, probably the morning. Able, yeah, you wouldn't be able to see anyone else, I think. And then you have to be there all day. And all yeah. day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you're it's and crazy. they're all standing. They're all standing. Yeah. And it's like, I'm too old for that shit. I, I looked at that crowd and I was like, I mean, most of this crowd is not really getting to see the, the intricacies exactly. of what's happening. I mean, they had the big screens there too, obviously. So. Yeah, but they're not noticing but, all this. Yeah, yeah shit. Like, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it still would have been fun. They're too. not noticing yeah. the twins like having the f- time of their lives. They are. <laughs> the reason I like them so much is because they always look like they're having fun dancing. And like, yeah. they're your doppelgangers. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And like, and like, just it's like, like you. they are. They are. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Tessa was like, do you know which one I like? It's just it's the like hair that one. one. That I was one. like, <laughs> I was like the one with braids. She's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> 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 that looks like you. And I was Aww, like, that's very nice. I love. I wish I could move like they do. Uh, you know, you're not off. <laughs> I definitely you're have similar. I have the. I'm, yeah, if, if only. You're in the wheelhouse. They, they yeah. make. They, I look at them like, oh man, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite part? What is my favorite part? There's so many. I, I listen. Okay, my favorite part is so random, but it's the like when her voice distortion. And oh it's, like, really? Scary. Yeah, I wasn't feeling and, that. And like, I love that. And then like um. Because it, you know, it really reminds me of Kanye, rest in peace. But, wow. um, you know, it's just this thing of like, the whole song's like, I've been on, no one's ever taken right. me off, capital B, I'm about that life. Right. Like, it's just so, you know, one of my coworkers yeah. like, I don't like Beyonce, she's a narcissist. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, like, we're not supposed to be narcissists. Right? Like, that's the thing that I loved about Kanye. It's right. like this, like, this ego thing of like, you know, like, 
it is a projection of insecurity too. Yeah. I know that now, mm-hmm. like, but it's just this whole like un unapologetically like I'm the shit. I fucking know it. Yeah, it's the same thing with bow down, which bow down right. is a diss track to Carrie Hilson because Carrie Hilson was talking shit about Beyonce and all of them, and she's like. I'm the queen, bow yeah. down. That's all that queen imagery. I always feel a, a slight twinge of cringe whenever Beyonce swears, calls anyone a bitch, or it's when she new. says, suck my balls. It's, it's a new, that it's is a new thing. I'm like, it's, mm, it's that's in the last post, couple of years, right? But I'll give it to her because she deserves it. She's a 36-year-old mother of three. She yeah. can like swear if she wants to and she can be that. Because she didn't she swear for like a long time. A long yeah. time. Yeah, but you know, at this again, it's the blackness, it's the femininity. Yeah. Uh it's like this whole embrace, you know, and it's She's like yeah, suck on my it. balls. Um still did not like the plot hole of lemonade, but <laughs> Oh <laughs> no, my no, no. gosh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, she'll show I think she has side hose. But um <laughs> I think she gets a free pass. Um, no, I don't, know if she, I don't know if she would want to. No, I mean, I, I, you know, you know my philosophy. Not worth it. Uh, but yeah, I think that like anything where she's just like you know, there's so much. Of course, there's, there's everything so and that parts. choreography, the everybody mad choreography. Yeah, um, I did that at a Larry Owens show one time. I tried to like perform it. Um, it wasn't good. I bet it was great. I didn't do well. Like that, I think I did like two or three shows that night. Yeah. And that was the last, or I did three shows that weekend. Mm -hmm. And that was the last show of that. And like, I didn't prepare enough. Yeah. And it was not, I bombed, but I did that. Was there anything in the documentary part that you guys like found out that just like really surprised you or shocked you? That shocked me? Hmm. I mean, like I said, the, the what I like, what I thought the most vulnerable moment was, was mm-hmm. her talking about the the pregnancy and the birth and how hard that was for her. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I, the other stuff, I mean, like, like her just like being a boss on set and mm-hmm. like telling and like and and like saying like this needs to be perfect and like we're about halfway there, we have to pick up the speed, all that kind of stuff. That was like, I was like, yeah, this is like this is the person she has to be mm-hmm. so that she can achieve this level of excellence that we like, we all, it, it's funny because when somebody is that has excelled that much, mm-hmm. obviously you have people who are super fans who understand all the work and they, they have like such a great appreciation for it. But the people who are just getting the f- overflow, yeah. like they're not looking for it, but it's coming to them and they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's like you, it's like you don't realize like how much, work has to go to break through all of these barriers so that you can even like listen or hear something that you weren't even looking for it's because it was so good you know what i mean it's like there's so much content there's so much noise there's so much music there's so it's like there's so many people out here trying to make a name for themselves and for you to like to be like oh yeah i like everyone can name five beyonce songs that they like like Mm -hmm. i just don't believe that's not like you know what i mean like they can all name Mm -hmm. at least five that they'll like put on and be like yeah this is a good you know i mean they're all bops when you're saying like the boss thing it just really reminds me like you know people are like scurrying around her and stuff Mm -hmm. and like again like i always try to relate it to my life and i have a hard time like you know i run like a festival mm, and yeah. I, this is not just me plugging i'm just talking about like my no, yeah, yeah, of course. yeah no, <laughs> i have like a festival that i run and i also am like the editor-in-chief of my the satire yep. thing 
And it's it's so hard, like as a woman Mm -hmm. to be like telling people what to do. And you know what I mean? And you're constantly worried about sounding like a bitch and like or you're you know, and even like, you know, get in arguments with people that I run stuff with and they're like, you know, somebody said something to me was like everyone's scared of you you know that like everyone's scared of you like people like you know and and other people have noticed it too like uh i i hate even saying this but you know what i'm trying to say like people are like oh well this and that and i'm like thinking like yeah because we need to get this shit done like like, why isn't this done like you know what i mean like i get it like i understand like from you know just producing my own stuff Mm -hmm. and like being in charge of teams of people it's like guys like we need to send out these emails or this needs to happen and this and that and like when you're a woman and doing that right it's Mm -hmm. like you're a bitch yeah and you know and i and again you're not saying anything because there are people who are bad leaders and yell and take advantage of people and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but sometimes you're just saying like guys this needs to get done by today yeah and that even that tone and that thick people don't want to hear about people don't want to hear that from black women yeah i think you know what i mean definitely and it's 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 really hard and it's something that i really struggle with as somebody who's creating you know because again like she can't just perform a concert Mm -hmm. you can't just do comedy you have to have fucking a million things and like different projects and stuff and it takes like a lot of moving pieces yeah and you have to make sure that works and then you know people think you're a bitch Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm not a bitch guys this is my podcast thank you for listening to my podcast (laughs) called i'm not a bitch it's called millie can't bitch in hollywood (laughs) thank you i'm from hollywood florida (laughs) Oh my uh, gosh. Thank you yeah. for coming to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm um, Yeah, the, the the shocking thing for me, um, you know, I I was so curious. I'm like, how long did this take? And then when they said eight months. Yeah, eight months. Yeah, I was and, surprised. Yeah, and the sound stages and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's just I think you're right. I think the shocking, you know, you know she's gonna put on a lot of work. And the and the historically black colleges, like yeah. I kind of knew. I mean, you know, you like if you have any familiarity, I'm sure to some people they would never know, mm-hmm. and they never like talk, and they don't have any of that. But like mm-hmm. because I had that like uh. kind of reference, I knew immediately, and like the majorette and all that stuff. But yeah, like the shocking things for me is anytime that Beyonce is vulnerable about when she's struggling and seeing her, you know, and again her talking about like. A lot of people don't want to rehearse because they look stupid and no one wants to admit that they look stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they look, th- and you know, again, it goes mm-hmm. back to like, you know, my life. You know, I teach stand up and people are like, I don't want to go to open mics. And I'm like, you have to. Yeah, yeah. Or you have to put yourself out. You know, people just want to be good. Yeah. And that doesn't, it's not reality. I was surprised by how much family shots we saw, how much Blue Ivy was there. Mm. Um, Not in a negative way, but I did in the back of my mind because I just recently watched the Whitney Houston doc and how they talk about how she, uh, how Bobby Christina was like always on tour with her and like how she was, because she was always around adults, she had to grow up really fast. Not saying that that would happen to Blue Ivy because I really Mm. feel like uh, one, Bobby Christina is a unique woman that was created from two drug addicts anyway. Yeah, so she kind of was, was influenced by that. And the people that. that they're around too were different. And the people that were, were very different. But I was thinking about what Blue Ivy, what her upbringing is going to be like. And she already seems like really on track to be a performer. And mm. that's really, that's really cool. And yeah. also to see Jay-Z in such like a, 
in such docile. a docile, docile, yeah, yeah. submissive, uh, submissive position. position. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm fine with it. FaceTime. I'm not FaceTime. He's like, all right. You okay. Heard what, you heard what she said? Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. The uh, FaceTime. The, you heard what yeah. she said? Yeah, yeah. No, that I just too. love that. that he, he like, she like, just like says this whole speech, and then he's just like, okay. Well, you heard the boss. You so heard the boss. He's definitely he's in his fifties, right? He's mm. almost. Yeah, he's yeah. close. He's definitely the go ask your mom, dad. Yeah. It was funny. You know what's so funny about it is that there is a part of me that like I um felt what you were saying before about the fact that he has like he has to like do this kind of you know uh, apology ritual all, all the time when he's performing um these songs like certain songs or whatever and like and it's it's kind of uh you know moral uh, it's on display you know, it's like yeah. on display it's hard, it's hard. but like i do think but there was there was other parts where i was looking at him i was catching him and i was just like he's i think he's really happy though he's in awe sometimes i think he's like i think there's times like i was looking at him, i was like i think he like i think he can like step back and be like i'm really lucky that <laughs> this person loves me right and i and i and i imagine that has to be there i ha- i imagine that that kind of sense of romance and love yeah. is in their relationship for cuz again we can be cynical and be like they're just doing it for business yeah. which which happens right but i i don't know it doesn't feel like a hillary and bill clinton kind of thing to me it feels very much you know what i mean yeah. but Whatever. i still think they love each other like they yeah, maybe like they do i don't they, know i think they do i think that, yeah. like it's kind of like an arranged marriage where you like learn to love and they are right do become your best friend as someone who's married mm-hmm. i can tell you sometimes being separated from your partner can just be just out of sight out of mind is a bad thing because it's like you're especially if you're an independent person and maybe you had some problematic behaviors before you got married Mm -hmm. it's like if they're not together it's hard to not restrain yourself i don't i don't think cheating is ever warranted but it's like it's nice to see them together more because Mm -hmm. that's how relationships stay strong you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so Maybe yeah. back then I when like he was cheating, like it her. was like she was really busy. He was really busy. Well, they got I think like the you big um, this this was like a tabloid thing a few years ago. Just to your point was they got in a huge fight and they weren't. Ta- and this was like rumors about divorce was um, they said because he planned like they both had tours at the same time. Basically, he planned a tour and didn't like talk to her about it. And they oh. didn't. And like she was going to Europe when he was going through Asia. You know what I mean? Like oh. they didn't coordinate. Like to me, it sounds like a real relationship problem that a couple would have of like the guy doing something without like communicating yeah. or like somebody doing something without communicating. Right. But it's just on this pop star <laughs> level of like, you know, now we're not going to see each other. So then, and then that's when I think that's when they like, okay, we're going to do tours together now yeah. as a family. Like you're going to tour and I'm going to tour together yeah. on the run, you know, because I don't like not seeing you for eight months or whatever. Eight months, because it's true. You won't, yeah, they won't find ways to, <laughs> yeah. it's not like one it's person's hard, stuck in New York and another person is working in LA and then you can go back and forth. No, yeah, they're it's like on, moving. yeah, they're moving. It's very crazy. So, yeah, I think that's like really hard. I don't yeah, know. No. And, I, you know, and I do think, yeah, like the one, there's no like the one for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like learning and like the relationship books I'm reading mm-hmm. but it's like the one is somebody like who takes the journey and like you give up so right. it's like they become that so I do think that yeah, yeah like he's probably you know she probably knows him so well and then also like guys I think 
uh, have to learn a hard lesson before. You know what I mean? Like, it has someone has to walk out, or it has to be like something drastic for them to really yeah. change. Other, you know, it's I, true. I mean, that's like literally like my experience. That's what I've seen. Like, they have to, and you know, life is. Life is, you know, again, I'm making generalizations. Don't like not all men. But for the most part, like life is good for a married man. You know, they have like somebody in charge of the domestic labor and all this stuff like that they don't have to think about. And the kids are being taken care of and all that stuff. Like and then when they're single, you know, it, it, it is hard. Like divorced men have like way harder times than divorced women mm-hmm. to divorce women. It's like, oh, I'm free. Yeah, yeah. And to divorce men, it's like fuck how do i do laundry and how do i do you know what i mean mm. so like even that too i think right might have been hard for jay's i mean he obviously not thinking like laundry stuff mm. yeah he's trying to learn excel <laughs> they don't know the microsoft they don't office. know it um yeah anything else any other any thoughts thoughts before on we, the movie before we do uh the cause Ooh. yeah i think um i mean the cause like Okay, whatever. But I think uh, <laughs> no, I think this was really great, and I, I don't think anyone's ever gonna top like this performance. Like, yeah, I agree. I it took me a while to watch this. I know it recently just came out, and as a fan, I should have watched it as soon as I knew that it dropped. It's hard. But I was, was like, Wednesday midnight. it was Wednesday at midnight, and I'm like, oh, I also saw this Coachella performance in entirety, and I'm like, what could she really do that's different? And mm-hmm. I encourage you. I'm sure you've watched it if you're listening, mm-hmm. but I encourage you to watch it because it is very different perspectives. I love, um, you know, it's it's a convention of documentaries to like make the footage look a little uh, older or mm-hmm. to like put it in black and white. But I think and and right. have different interesting camera angles. But I think like even the even the like duet between the like bone breaker dancer and this like beautiful like modern dancer, yeah. like even that was shot for this documentary, I feel like in a different way than in the Coachella performance. Mm. Like, even for those types of moments, I think it's a great film to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. And to obviously get uh, insight yeah. into her and the process and it's just, it's, it's wonderful. Also, it's just she fun. did really well. And you'll probably like start cry. singing or yeah. dancing Sing and crying. Cry. And then you're like, <laughs> Informative. Wow, Beyonce, Beyonce uh, songs are American culture. Yeah. Uh, and also, it, it it highlighted for me, I was like, damn, these dancers, like, all these people probably have so much fun. They're having so much oh, fun after, like, that's they're hanging a big out. Thing. They're probably all sleeping with each other because everyone's hot. And then also, <laughs> like, two, this was, like, when I was high, I was like, man, like, 500 people in America could be working on something and I have no idea. <laughs> like, that's true for eight months. I mean? <laughs> or, yeah, like, and like the NDAs and stuff. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. 500 people, you know, hundreds of people could be right. working on something I and we have like, no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that's real. And it also makes me, she says she wants to go to an HBCU girl. I'm with you. I would. I think I would have been a completely different person yes. if I did. Yes. And I hate myself. And I wish okay. I had. Wait, I'm no. Just kidding. <laughs> no, that's I'm not the point. <laughs> no, but I think this there is, is my like podcast a, now. I think there is like a as a black person. I think, um, at least for me, and for for what I see, there's this moment, especially like depending on where you live, yeah, and where you were brought up, like of like really accepting yourself mm-hmm. and who you are and stuff and like and how you look and how your hair you know what i mean yeah. and i feel like people who go to hbcs like don't have or like not that they don't have that struggle but like 
they have all these examples yeah uh, like around them you know what i mean of, like right. positive black you know just everything legacies and it's so powerful and cool i think right. yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah because it uh, the idea is that they don't have you're you are <clears throat> transplanting the image of what blackness means like you you're not you're kind of like shedding that you know <laughs> history of sla- like we are slaves and we yeah. are mm-hmm. you know uh, oppressed people and all this stuff and it's like no like that we are a people that are smart intelligent um resilient. thoughtful resilient mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> uh capable of beauty and art and all of these things that are um you know admired uh by like society at large but we've been told uh, we were not really a part of and we yeah. built our own institutions exactly. when no one would provide them for us and which is so the inspiring symbolism with beyonce too yes. of like right. you're not going to respect me like you're not i'm going to build my own shit and watch right and then watch. you're going to want to be a part of and it. you're going to want to be a part of it and you and, and like all this stuff right. and and it's going to be better than what you know which you know hbcs are struggling right, right now but yeah. they, you know what i mean right. but like it's going to be better than Anything yeah. that you can get, that I can get from you, right? Yeah. Um, and and of, of course, because like this idea of meritocracy exists, people will go, you know, like the, I was just looking at the fact that she had black women, uh, not just dancing, but black women, you know, violinists, violinists, yeah. and the, and the, the um, on, on trumpet, and like yeah. she had the black band mem- black women band members as Drums, well playing yeah. instruments. So and <clears throat> you know that is also an area in which men like have like kind of kept women out yeah. right uh, and then also people of color have been kept out of. yeah so yeah. it's like black women the most and yeah. you have you she's putting these people on who are performing at literally the highest level mm. you know doing something that everybody is uh amazed and astounded by and erasing this narrative or false justification of well we couldn't find well there nobody was good enough and people aren't aren't there you know what i mean yeah Yeah, like she got that young black photographer to shoot her vogue cover yeah and just like she continually does that just like i'm going to give you a platform i'm going to raise you up yeah and like ashley nicole smith said that too like you can't ever say that there's not like she got 10 black violinists yeah you can't say that and, um, you know, that anecdote about her working with Reebok, like she was about to sign a Reebok deal. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No, yeah. no, no. Oh, she was about she was about to sign like a shoe deal with Reebok and they they do the pitch to her. And then she's like, oh, is this the team that'll be working on it? And then they're like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, OK. It was all white people. And then she went to Adidas. Like, like basically, she didn't sign with Reebok because in the room, there was no black people. Wow. And then she went to Adidas and she saw the creative team and, you know, was more diverse. Yeah. But like, even that, like, is, you know, um, it's crazy, like, how serious she is about, you know, putting. And yeah, like, who's making our culture stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. Love. Uh, great. Yeah, we uh, it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. Mm. Uh, maybe a little different with this film, but anyway, we uh, the ratings are either a black fist means it fully supported the cause, a white palm meaning it somewhat supported it, and then nothing meaning it didn't support it at all. Uh, so on the count of three, is our rating one, two. 
two. Oh my god. <laughs> Three. Suspense. Black fist. Oh, you got oh, six, you, you, black, six fist. black fist. Six black fist. Yes. Yeah. Of course. You got you got two. Yeah, we got yeah, eight black fists. Fist. <laughs> Our engineer is like, yes. <laughs> um yeah, do you guys want to talk about Well, I just saw like <laughs> a just little, a last just, oh, just last how, how you feel like, yeah. Uh, I saw a little like doc, like mm-hmm. a little like five, you know, those Facebook yeah. things about HBCUs and like the yeah. problems they're facing and the fine mm-hmm. and the enrollment yeah. and the, the financial aid and all that. Like they're, they're having a lot of so it really highlighted like the release of this film highlighted that. And then also this week, um, Howard U is having a lot of problems right now. Oh. It's like in the news because um, people are walking their people dogs. People are walking oh, their that. dogs in the campus lawn. So these yeah. kids, like, they're like white people with their dogs and they're shitting on their like lawn where they hang out. And they interviewed that one guy and he's like, well, this is a community. And if they want to, you can know, leave. they can leave. And they've been there for like eight, like since the 1800s. Yeah. Like oh. Howard has been there. And it's just like, yeah, like we don't respect how beautiful it is to have HPCs in America right. and like we we need to protect them and I think that was um just something yeah. that I like really that's like the cause really that yeah. I came up came up with that wow. on top of like you know maternity and femininity and all that it was like yeah. we have to protect HBCUs yeah for sure I concur <laughs> this is your podcast <laughs> thank you for talking <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, yeah I gave it a black fist because I mean uh, the film was unapologetically black. Like yeah. it was just yeah. to promote promoting black people literally everywhere you turn. Um, within the dancers, the 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 people who are a part of the crew, the people who are uh, a part of the band, um, the the guests. You know her. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that her and Solange like felt she left that in like her and Solange like falling down. Like, yeah, having- which definitely wasn't planned. Like. No. Right? Like they just She's felt, just so happy. I didn't I know, know Solange wrote Solange wrote Get Me Bodies with Beyonce. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, again, just the standum, like people I think a lot of people were like, Oh, Solange is only famous because of her but that, she, that's they're insane so thing yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just so different. Yeah. They're so like their sensibilities and their music and everything and like even the outfit that Solange wore. Like yeah. Destiny's Child's outfit was kind of like Beyonce. But Solange was wearing this like really weird like and I'm like, Yeah, yeah that's Solange. Yeah. Like yeah. They're so yeah. different. But I have yeah. two sisters and we used to and just like watching Beyonce with her sisters. Her bandmate sisters and her actual sister was just like very heartwarming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally the Solange of my sister. Are you? Yes. That's for funny. Sure. The weird I think one. I'm Solange too. Yeah. And the one. Or I'm the... a mix between the two. I would love to think with Kelly Rowland's nose. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but you know, just I'm, I'm thinking elevator situation. Of like, oh, you yeah. You know, like the one that will actually be. Your sister's husband's ass. Yeah. And the Beyonce just because again, Beyonce didn't like stop. And yeah. she was just like, like That's so funny. It was every time I think about it, I'm like, she didn't do anything. Mm. She just looked and she didn't like get them on their dress. She wow. just like moved away. Cause she knew he sucked. <sighs> oh, and she had all those oh so good. Go no, no, no. Keep going. She had all those quotes of uh, <clears throat> like the 
graduates from HBCs and oh uh, yeah, you know, like WB Du Bois and like she had Maya Angelou like yes. voice on the you know yeah. oh the one quote that's like uh, if you can't see it you can't be it mm. uh, I can't remember who said that but that's like a philosophy that I often preach to you know people what does it mean to you to me I'm a big per- I'm a big proponent is that the word i want to say mm-hmm. yeah of visualization mm-hmm. it's like you don't know what you want until it's like right until you see it so it's like it's the being aligned with source energy it's the secret it's all that stuff mm. if they if you like to believe in it but it's the same time it's like um you really there are so many i don't know the the option has to exist for you it mm-hmm. has to come into the world in order for you to like do it Otherwise, it doesn't really exist. Can I ask you one more question about this? So are you just visualizing like what you want or is it like, is it more of like her being there is paving the way for younger people or is it more like, like vision board kind of shit? I'm just trying to. I think it's all of those things. Whatever that means to you. Yeah. I mean, this is like saying representation matters. That is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a dumb example. But like as a kid, I wanted to. I wanted to be an actor just because I thought, oh, I wanted to play all these different things, but not try to like go to school for them. Like I didn't want to go to medical school, Mm. but I could play a doctor on TV, that sort of thing. Mm. Or I know that I wanted to like have a, I wanted to be on TV, I guess. But then when I got older, I had a friend who like, she travels the world and she does like media related, like media relations. Mm. And I'm like, that job when you're 10 doesn't exist. Mm. Right. If I had known that that sort of thing that you could travel all the world and right. like still be related to media in the mm. way that I wanted to be, uh, yeah, it's those sorts of things yeah. like being able to realize that these options, these avenues exist to you. Mm. There's a, uh, I mean, like that that exists. That kind of philosophy like actually exists in sports, right? Where yeah. a world record is broken, uh, and then after that, more way more people are able to do it, even though no one was able to do it before. But right. like, just the fact that like people can Somebody envision can that like, oh, someone can do it. That means we can do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like when I was a kid, I like, like when I was really, really young, like mm-hmm. the first thing I wanted to be was like a taxi driver, like a bus driver, because like mm. those were the things. I was like, oh, they're like, yeah. I was like, they get to like drive these, ve- like what? Like yeah, this is so, so cool. And, like, you know so what I mean? Funny. Like I my played- mom was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I played MASH with someone, you know, MASH, like you picked like the jobs and stuff, whatever. Uh-huh. And I was playing with like my, my little cousin and it's like, okay, uh, your job's going to be a Pizza Hut employee. And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Hut employee. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes, Pizza. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, thank you uh, both for coming. Uh, oh, on the this podcast. was so much fun. Yes. Um, Millie, thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you so yeah, much for Millie. coming to my Millie, podcast. Thank wow. you. Uh, thank you to the Forever Dog Network <laughs> for finally giving me a podcast. I won't even ask you for three years. No. Um, oh, jeez. No, I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. This is going to get edited uh, out. Uh, I love you, Joe and Alex. <laughs> um, would you like to uh, promote your instagram your mm-hmm. social handles yeah anything coming up i'll go i'll go first just yeah. because you probably have more stuff to promote i don't have a lot of stuff to promote bitch every time i, I see something i like something someone's like oh monique directed us or monique this or monique you got your hands in a lot of baskets but that okay? doesn't mean i have a lot to promote those are the sh- the groups i direct they have great things that mm. they need to promote <laughs> but me personally i just want everyone to follow me on the gram mm. um you know it's at nutella 
underscore cartel. I am, uh, you know, giving away that sweet, sweet chocolate. Okay, what? <laughs> I know. I want to hear it. Like... I'm, I'm trafficking the chocolate, and uh, when you come in, when you come online, you know, you're, I got exactly what you need. You're about okay, to get babe. some interesting DMs. Listen, as long as they follow me and they're not bots, I got it, guys. Uh, I got <laughs> a lot of me. like peop- hot chocolate. I didn't know. I thought it was like a hot chocolate recipe site, and oh. it's just really hot black men. <laughs> Like really oily and naked hot chocolate. If you look at that hashtag, there you go, babies. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um. Okay. Instagram. You can follow me on Millie on Fire instead of an F. It's a four. Millie um, M I L L O N four I R E. Um. Also, or Millionaire. Um. Also, uh, on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at Millie Tamaras, uh, aka Lactose intolerant, formerly known as Swaggetti and Meatballs. Oh, I love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lactose intolerant. I cannot physically digest wackness. Thank you. Oh wow. Um, oh my god. <laughs> thank you guys so much. No, and also uh, please check out Flex. That's the satire site for people of color mm. that um <laughs> a bitch created. And also, um, please come to Dav. <laughs> the end of june yeah um and we and astronomy club might perform if they <laughs> want to maybe probably yeah. all right oh, uh, uh, by the way mine i my handle is wrong it's just there's no underscore it's just ah! Nutella cartel okay all one word and it's also the okay. same twitter handle got it um and uh Did it used to be honestly an that hat, yeah. that that hat right now it does look you know you're looking at a little Nutella I, uh, cartel today. Hey, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a beret. Hashtag y'all. on brand. Um, okay, is that? <laughs> Okay. Is that it? Have we uh, have we done it? Um, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. Woo. There you can uh, uh, have a link. There's a link to our merch. We got like t-shirts and stickers and pillows mm. and things like that. Um, so check that out. That's really cool. We also have a Patreon. Um, and it's uh, $5 a month. We do two bonus episodes on our Patreon uh, this month. Uh, we already reviewed Bring It On, and we're going to be reviewing uh, Avengers Endgame. <gasps> wow! So, Bring It On that poster is not. Bring It On was interesting. It was. Did a... you hear the 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 theory? Oh, what what theory? That it's actually a lesbian love story, and then they wrote in the brother character later. If you watch it through that lens, it completely fucks it up. Oh, a lesbian love story between the girl, Kirsten the and Gabriel Union. No, the gymnast. Oh, the, the gymnast. The girl that comes in. Right. Yeah, but anyway. Interesting. Oh. That's a lot better Kristen than what Dunst the movie actually Coo- is. Oh yeah, Dutch no, them, that, the, how are the how are the poor black the, step it up is the same thing too. It's yeah. like how are the poor, poor black people who teach themselves how to do everything the bad guys in this yeah. right? And it's like they're it's like they're not but they're like not. but they like don't anyway, we talk about it. Go on Patreon. Wow, that gets a white palm. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it is my podcast, so I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> no uh, fans, please demand that I come back. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at John Braylock, J O N B R A Y L C K. Uh, James is at James Third Comedy. Uh, <laughs> the eye roll. James, the eye roll is a black fist. <laughs> James Third Comedy. No, oh I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Uh, and Jerome Milligan uh, doesn't promote his social, but he's on there, even though he says he's never on there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, Have you seen him shirtless? And oh my god. I'm going to give a shout out uh, to my friend Rami, uh, who has a new show on Hulu. Yay! 
Yay. Yeah, check that out. Uh, um, uh, my friend Steve Way is also in it. Yeah, uh, but that's I saw it. yeah, that's on Hulu. And if you're like, well, I don't have a Hulu subscription, just get that one month free trial mm. <laughs> and like uh, you know watch the the episodes. But it's it's very funny and very very good. It's been getting great reviews, so that's really cool. It's cool to see. Cool. Um, uh, so All yeah. successful people. Yeah. <laughs> <In> my pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I don't know what we're doing next week. So. Oh, you can't set it up. I can't set it up. But you should do set it up, starting Tay Diggs. Yeah, all right, set it up, starting Tay Diggs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh God. He's a black anyway, CEO. Thank you guys again for coming on. Thank you for it's having us. And we will see you next week on Millie's podcast. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Please subscribe, like, share, subscribe. And white people, if you feel bad about yourself, Venmo me. All right. Peace. Bye bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.